HealthWise. This is Thomas Coyer. And this is Sarah Kane. And we'd like to welcome you to the HealthWise Report, the audio edition. Episode 30. This is probably going to be the most serious, most hard-hitting show that we've ever done. It's about heart disease. Yeah. I think that when people first hear that it's going to be about heart disease, they're going to want to tune out, they're going to expect it to be boring, and they think they've already heard it before. But I don't think any of that is true. They haven't heard it before. No, you see, the point is that since heart disease is the number one killer in the United States, that means that everything you've heard before is wrong. Mm-hmm. The status quo as far as treating heart disease, all of that information about cholesterol that everyone thinks that they know about and saturated fats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's untrue and we're going to correct those myths. Yeah, and the more people keep switching over to you know, the current advice about cholesterol and fats and blood pressure and so forth and all the medications that go with that, the higher the death rates get, essentially. Yeah, there's definitely a pattern there. I also think there are going to be a lot of people who don't think this affects them. But heart disease, it has a bunch of different conditions associated with it that people perhaps don't always associate with it. For instance, cholesterol and blood pressure. And And stroke. And stroke, exactly. All these different conditions are just facets of heart disease, and we're going to try and give more information on each one because everyone has a friend or a relative. Mm-hmm. It's either on the statin drugs or the blood pressure medications or what have you. Exactly. Everybody knows someone, usually three or four. So it either affects you personally or it affects your loved ones. And if you follow the status quo and keep listening to the bad advice that is coming from the establishment and the media which listens to the establishment... Well, these people are going to die prematurely. They're going to die horribly. It's not going to be a natural death. And I think we can help. That's what this is about. So please stay tuned. Some people may want to listen to it more than once. There's going to be a lot of information in this report. But everyone, Mm -hmm. everyone should listen to it. This report is something that we have in written form. We have it on our site. One of the reasons why we're making an audio episode out of this written report, which is something we normally don't do, is because it's so long, so in-depth, that most people aren't going to want to read it, aren't going to be able to read it, won't have the attention span. It's a lot of stuff, and we're going to spell it out to you. We're going to tell you all about it. That said, if there's something that you want more information about, or you're not sure exactly what we said when we're reading off some different herbs or some amounts, perhaps, that you should take, you can go to our site, you can look up the heart disease article mm-hmm. in our search, you can look up heart disease, mm-hmm. and you can find all this information there too. Yeah, just plug in heart disease, two words, into our search, and it'll pull up first thing at the top of the search results, and it'll be an article called The Big One that'll pull up. No health topic is more important, more full of misinformation, and more complex than this one. This report tackles the four most common conditions associated with heart disease, including hypertension, stroke, coronary heart disease, and congestive heart failure. The information herein should be useful for all heart problems. Heart disease is the number one killer in America, yet it does not induce terror as cancer does. The reason for this is because people are horrified of the cancer treatments, not the disease itself. Alas, heart health is frequently ignored in lieu of cancer concerns with breast cancer being an excellent example of this short-sightedness. Case in point, for every woman who dies of breast cancer, which is actually cancer treatments, 
11 will die from coronary heart disease. In 1999, 60% of heart disease deaths happened suddenly in people who had no previous symptoms and normal cholesterol levels. These people simply collapsed unexpectedly. It was often with fatal consequences. The real lesson to be learned, as you will see, is that everything that we've been taught about heart disease is wrong. If those experts that we've been listening to were right, then heart disease would not be the number one failure of modern medicine. Throughout mythology, the human heart represents something greater than merely an organ to pump blood. It contains the soul of a person, including his memories and emotions. We refer to the heart frequently in modern life with phrases ranging from heartbroken to faint-hearted. Heart issues are commonly forsaken, despite their obvious importance. Adhering to a critical holistic principle of alternative medicine, it is important that we never adopt the foolishness of a typical physician who will obsessively focus on only the organ displaying obvious symptoms. It is wiser to treat the patient instead of an organ, which means correcting problems with both lifestyle and diet. As is the case for practically all other chronic diseases, a heart patient has brought the disease upon himself with his irresponsible behavior for a period of many years, and only he can get himself out of the mess. Drugs can suppress symptoms for a while, like they always do, but real change comes only from real changes. Merely masking the symptoms of drugs is the health policy of fools. The time bomb is still ticking, even though the timer has been hidden from view. Heart issues go beyond the physical, and merely physically treating heart conditions ultimately results in the failures that we all see around us and slowly dying friends and family. Numerous surveys have shown that asking people about their quality of life and happiness accurately indicates their heart health. Thus, we must not ignore the mental and even the spiritual components of heart conditions. A healthy heart requires a healthy mind, body, and spirit. In traditional Chinese medicine, the physical organs are correlated with emotional states. Such ancient science can seem ludicrous to modern readers, but one quickly learns of its persistent value when studying alternative medicine. Heart problems are indeed closely tied to depression, rage, nervousness, despair, insomnia, and restlessness. This has been repeatedly proven in studies of the Taipei personality and in studies of grieving patients. Therefore, people should look within themselves to deal with their own emotional issues as the first stage of healing their hearts. It is absolutely vital. Periodic meditation and prayer can save lives. Everyone in modern society has heard about cholesterol and how bad it is. Most do not understand why it exists and simply see it as a menace that must be eliminated as quickly as possible. This misunderstanding is exactly what the pharmaceutical complex promotes, because it allows them to perpetually treat cholesterol with drugs. These drugs are prescribed for the remainder of a patient's lifetime, and when he eventually dies of a heart attack, family and friends will believe that the disaster was inevitable. The death will not be attributed to other health factors or to the drugs themselves, but to the high cholesterol, even though there are no known deaths from cholesterol in human history. It is all very convenient for the drug companies, so long as we do not examine what is up their other sleeve. We were reminded of restless leg syndrome, whereby the disease was discovered immediately after the pharmaceutical for it was patented as a reason to sell us that pharmaceutical. Now it's been upgraded to a disease. A renowned expert on heart health and fats, Mary Enig, Ph.D., wrote the following. Before 1920, coronary heart disease was rare in America so rare that when a young internist named Paul Dudley White introduced the German electrocardiograph to his colleagues at Harvard University, they advised him to concentrate on a more profitable branch of medicine. The new machine revealed the presence of arterial blockages, thus permitting early diagnosis of coronary heart disease. But in those days, clogged arteries were a medical rarity, and White had to search for patients who could benefit from his new technology. During the next 40 years, however, the incidence of coronary heart disease rose dramatically, so much so that by the mid-1950s, heart disease was the leading cause of death among Americans. Unquote. The amount of cholesterol that you eat actually has very little relationship with the amount that you have in your body. When you eat more cholesterol, then your body produces less. And when you eat less cholesterol, your body produces more. A body usually produces between three and four times the cholesterol that one eats. The amount produced is generally related to how much is needed. Cholesterol is indeed needed, and critical for optimal health. The purpose of so-called bad cholesterol is not to give us heart attacks, but to repair our damaged arteries. 
When a poor diet and lifestyle leads to damaged arteries, a thick and sticky substance is required to patch them. That substance is known as LDL, or bad cholesterol. When this damaging behavior is continued, multiple patches are created, leading to what we know as clogged arteries. The problem is not the cholesterol, which is doing its wonderful job of preventing our deaths from internal bleeding. The problem is the fact that the arteries are damaged enough to risk internal bleeding. Blocking a body's healthy countermeasures only leads to worse problems. It is the pharmaceutical standard of symptom suppression that is so much like hiding the time of a time bomb and then expecting it not to eventually go off. Thus, that bad cholesterol is not a bad thing to have, but it can be a warning sign of problems elsewhere. Modern medicine spends a lot of time fighting this patch, instead of the actual causes of arterial damage. Thus, it is not surprising that cholesterol-lowering drugs cause heart disease and heart attacks. A massive portion of the elderly population are taking cholesterol-lowering drugs, even though research shows that the higher their cholesterol levels, especially HDL, the longer that they will live. Low cholesterol in the elderly is actually a sign that something is seriously wrong, and a heart attack may be imminent. Modern medicine has only fairly recently come to accept that at least some cholesterol, HDL, is good. Cholesterol is still suppressed with drugs, despite what science would make prudent. These drugs cause high suicide rates. The drugs can also lead to personality changes, in a manner similar to, but not as intense as, SSRI medications. The anti-cholesterol hysteria began in the 1950s, when researcher Ansel Keys proposed the lipid hypothesis. His theory was that cholesterol and saturated fats lead to heart disease. His beliefs were promoted heavily by the new hydrogenated oils industry, which spent obscene amounts of money to convince everyone of Key's indisputable findings. This successful marketing campaign was on par with similar marketing about fluoride around the same time. Studies which had oppositional findings from Keys were ignored or maligned. As a result of his flawed scientific methodology, or cherry-picking results to match what he wanted to find, saturated fats like butter and eggs were used less in exchange for the poisonous trans fats that are in hydrogenated oils. Heart disease rates have been rising exponentially since then. The French eat more fats than any other group in the world, yet they have low rates of heart disease. There are plenty of other countries with similar patterns. This counters Key's hypothesis, and it also supports evidence showing that resveratrol, found in wines, improves heart health. Resveratrol has been shown to reverse atherosclerosis, that is, hardening of the arteries. High cholesterol levels should be a warning to people that inflammation is present. It is a risk marker and a symptom that can save your life unless you follow your doctor's advice. Eliminating the cholesterol through drugs is the equivalent to eliminating the thermometer in a room that is too hot. It is illogical, and it does nothing to eliminate the dangerous cause. Cholesterol levels naturally drop whenever the body's need for it does, and cholesterol should never be forced lower with drugs. Diet and lifestyle can reduce cholesterol, but it is never because of a lowered cholesterol intake. The natural drop in cholesterol happens only when a person stops eating toxic foods that attack the arteries because healthy arteries do not need patching. Remember that a body produces three to four times the amount of cholesterol that is consumed. The fats that a person eats are therefore comparatively insignificant. Cholesterol will rise whenever the body's need for cholesterol rises, so trans fats and inflammatory substances are what need to be avoided. These attack the arteries and a body will be required to do a great deal of patching as a consequence. References will be made to herbs that lower cholesterol levels later, but herbs do it by lowering a body's need for cholesterol, not by forcefully lowering it like pharmaceuticals do. Studies on the link between cholesterol and heart health have been manipulated for decades. The first studies on eggs showed subsequent elevated cholesterol levels because they had used dehydrated eggs, and coconut oil yielded similar results because they had used partially hydrogenated coconut oil to get the results they wanted. Why will they not test organic range-fed eggs? Allopathic medicine will not find the cure to any heart-related ills because they're not really looking for them. They're looking for new ways to manage diseases perpetually and to keep their patients sick enough to require drugs, but still alive. Thus, they're developing new drugs to help reduce cholesterol, eliminate renin, the clotting agent, thin the blood, and other forms of symptom management. The utter stupidity is shown by the fact that cholesterol is designed to prevent internal bleeding. So while doctors are giving anti-cholesterol drugs, which make internal bleeding much more likely, they are also simultaneously giving blood thinners to ensure that the bleeds are real gushes and that the body will need even more cholesterol to save itself. 
they spend no time considering why the body creates cholesterol, the role of renin, and what causes thick, hypercoagulatory blood. It is the way the system is designed to ensure that heart disease is not curable. A drug dealer won't help you quit your addiction, unless he can give you another drug that is more expensive and preferably more addictive. The medical establishment likewise relies on your sickness for its profit. They do not want you to die, because that is the end of their profit stream, but they do not want you to be independent either. When most people die, they have already fed most of their money into the system, and it is the fifth leading cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. Hypertension is bad, but hypertension drugs are worse. Blood pressure medications can cause heart failure with prolonged use. They all seem to have a pattern of side effects, which include heart and muscle damage, irregular or fast heartbeat, restlessness, and lightheadedness. Weaning off these drugs should be done slowly and cautiously, with frequent monitoring for dangerous spikes in blood pressure. Bear in mind that whenever weaning off such drugs, one should expect sudden and temporary rises in his blood pressure. This is temporary, and the instability should diminish in time. Dangerously excessive pressure will require emergency intervention at a hospital, and it is wise to decrease drug dosage gradually to avoid such dangerous spikes in pressure. People diagnosed with hypertension are often asked to undergo stress tests at routine intervals. There is actually very little science behind these. People have good days and bad days, and it has been repeatedly proven that the results of stress tests vary from one day to the next. Yet, when people do poorly on these tests, more expensive tests are always recommended, along with even more drugs. In addition to being useless, the stress tests themselves are prone to causing heart attacks. Sure, there are doctors on staff, but even minor heart attacks cause permanent damage to the heart, and some are deadly despite attempts at resuscitation. The heart attacks stimulated by the stress tests sometimes occur later in the day or night, following these aggressive tests. According to Minnesota Wellness Publications, there is a much more effective way of determining if you are at risk for heart attacks. Here is that procedure. First, you take your blood pressure as usual. Then you lie down on the floor and have your blood pressure taken on your ankle, just above the bone that juts out on the outside of the ankle. So now you have two sets of numbers. Let us say, for instance, your first blood pressure was 120 over 70, and your blood pressure at your ankle was 110 over 68. We're only interested in the first of these numbers, the systolic pressure. In your arm, it was 120, and in your ankle, it was 110. Divide the ankle pressure by the arm pressure. That would give you 0.916. A healthy, normal index would be 1.0 or greater. The logic behind this test is sound. Signs of atherosclerosis show up in the legs before anywhere else. That makes this test a superior method of early detection. The sooner that you can catch heart disease, the easier it will be to reverse damage. There are plenty of medical industry tests surrounding hypertension, arterial plaque, and coronary heart disease, but there is very little purpose to them other than to dramatically increase profits. For instance, a $3,000 test may tell a patient how severely clogged his arteries are, but modern medicine can do nothing to reverse the damage. They can create pretty pictures of the damage, but they aren't able to actually do anything about it. The following methods can eliminate hypertension. Many of these are mentioned in more detail later. These are natural hypertension remedies. Weight loss. Weight loss must be done properly or the result will be further impaired health. For example, smaller and healthier meals should be consumed more often. Do not skip meals or use toxic diet products. Virtually all diet products are toxic and inflammatory. They exaggerate health issues, including heart disease, in the long term. Replace all table salt with unrefined sea salt and avoid processed sodium sources, especially monosodium glutamate. Follow the Budwig regimen of flaxseed oil combined with plain organic yogurt. Do breathing exercises and try meditation. Yoga and various martial arts have had good success because of their emphasis on deep breathing exercises. American ginseng is sometimes used as a very mild stimulant, but it is weaker than the Korean varieties for this purpose. The American variant is most suited for heart patients because it has been shown to improve heart health, reduce cholesterol levels, and to normalize blood pressure. L-taurine, also known as just taurine, is known for regulating the blood pressure and bringing balance to the sodium and potassium levels of the blood. Monosodium glutamate depletes this critical amino acid, which has been known to result in heart attacks. L-arginine, also known as just arginine, is used by the body in the production of nitric oxide, which makes blood vessels relax, increases blood flow, and improves blood vessel function. Do not take arginine following a heart attack. While arginine is good for prevention, 
It has been shown to have damaging effects immediately following a cardiac arrest. Coenzyme Q10, or CoQ10, can be used to help people wean off of hypertension or blood pressure medications faster and more safely to be an overall heart tonic, especially in older people. Cayenne has the unique ability to regulate blood pressure as needed, either increasing or decreasing it, as is prudent. It is also useful for stopping a heart attack. Vitamin E thins the blood and has been shown in studies to normalize blood pressure. Women should avoid blood thinners like vitamin E while menstruating because it will cause heavier bleeding. Blood pressure instability or imbalance can be an indication of kidney damage. Additional symptoms of kidney impairment are fatigue, vision problems, muscle cramping, bleeding gums, swollen legs, excessive urination, and thirst. Kidney stress can also result in imbalanced electrolyte salts, especially potassium, which can cause fluid retention or loss throughout the body. Kidney stress is almost always caused by excessive supplementation, a toxic diet, or pharmaceuticals. Doctors never blame the pharmaceuticals because doing so would mean taking responsibility for damaging the patient's health. Kidney stress may also be caused by liver inflammation, which can be due to heavy metal toxicity, certain diseases, excessive alcohol usage, or pharmaceutical toxicity. The overall efficiency of the kidneys is also greatly affected by a person's emotional health, which ultimately affects the heart too. Therefore, the process of healing the kidneys can be very slow if the person has unresolved emotional issues or if he continues harming himself. The following list of supplements strengthen the kidneys. These dosages should not be exceeded, or else the supplements will ironically inflame the kidneys further. When dealing with kidney stress, these should be the only supplements taken, and no pharmaceuticals should be used, if at all possible. During a period of kidney repair, it is important that a pristine diet be maintained, with preference being given to organic foods. As mentioned elsewhere in this report, Special care should be exercised when weaning from blood pressure medications because the discontinuation process may cause dangerous spikes in blood pressure. Discontinuing blood pressure medications should always be done gradually and with constant monitoring for dangerous spikes. Pressure spikes should be handled in a common sense manner which may include increasing the dosage slightly or visiting emergency medical personnel in extreme cases. These are the kidney support supplements. Dandelion. 500 milligrams for every 100 pounds of body weight. Licorice, 500 milligrams for every 100 pounds of body weight. Taurine, 170 milligrams per 50 pounds of body weight. Vitamin E, 130 IUs per 100 pounds of body weight. Vitamin C, 500 milligrams for every 75 pounds of body weight. Congestive heart failure is when the heart is too weak and damaged to oxygenate the blood, circulate it, and clear the lungs. Blood cannot be circulated properly and builds up in the heart, forcing it to beat faster. Fatigue and mental confusion are common because not enough blood and oxygen reach the brain. As a result of this poor efficiency, fluids can then accumulate in the lungs, leaving the victim susceptible to pneumonia, which is one of the leading causes of death in the elderly population who have heart failure. Allopathic medicine claims that this condition has no known cause because it ignores the findings of natural nutritional medicine. Congestive heart failure is always caused by malnutrition over an extended period of time. This malnutrition is virtually always due to long-term pharmaceutical usage and toxic processed foods which destroy a body's ability to retain and utilize critical nutrients. It can take many months and a religious adherence to a nutritious diet to reverse congestive heart failure. The B vitamins are crucial for reversing this condition. Vitamin B1, thiamine, B3, niacin, and B6, pyridoxine, are extremely beneficial. The essential vitamin B4 is a name given to a specific group of amino acids found in some foods. It is strongly recommended that anyone with congestive heart failure does some thorough research for a food-based B-complex supplement. If it is not food-based, you will not get all of the benefits and this disorder is quite literally a matter of life and death. When researching supplements, please be mindful that some companies are selling food-based B vitamins that are made from liver, soy, and genetically engineered yeasts, which we recommend avoiding. The B vitamins are the main nutrient deficiency in the case of those with congestive heart failure. Proper supplementation can produce a massive improvement in health and well-being. In addition to taking a food-based B-complex supplement, heart patients should get plenty of vegetables. Patients should also drink cayenne tea or take a cayenne supplement on a full stomach daily. Cayenne's benefits are astounding.
to both heart health and to blood pressure regulation. Jaya Gulen, otherwise known as China's immortality herb, has been shown to increase the output of the heart without actually increasing the pulse or adversely affecting blood pressure. It can actually make the heart stronger. It may be used in conjunction with everything already stated, and it should be employed in all severe cases. Coenzyme Q10 has been shown to be extremely beneficial for congestive heart failure, and in fact, congestive heart failure has been directly linked with a CoQ10 deficiency. One of the hidden causes of congestive heart failure is an excess of iron. Iron is accumulative in the body, particularly for men, and an excess of iron causes an untold number of health problems. Patients can obtain a simple test to find out what their iron levels are, and anything above 150 is considered dangerously high, or they can just begin treating it. Grown men of the Western world practically always have excessive levels of iron inside their blood. Linus Pauling discovered that vitamin C and resveratrol help to remove excess iron. Resveratrol is present in red grapes, grape juice, and red wines. Its highest concentration is observed inside muscadine grapes. This is probably because these grapes have thicker skins, which is where resveratrol concentrates. Vegetarian and vegan heart patients may actually harm their health further by removing iron because they are likely to be extremely deficient in iron due to their self-imposed malnutrition. Iron is critical for the creation of oxygen-carrying red blood cells, so iron is necessary to oxygenate a body properly. The stress placed upon the lungs from cellular oxygen starvation, stemming from a lack of red blood cells, always equals an equivalent stress upon the cardiovascular system. Strokes are reported for 750,000 American people each year. A stroke occurs when the blood supply and oxygen to the brain is impeded for an extended period. It is believed that hypercoagulability, or excessive clotting, accounts for a massive 85% of strokes. This section will concentrate upon the minority 15%, for which the cause is not hypercoagulability. The hypercoagulability group is discussed later. People who snore and have sleep apnea are at a much greater risk of having strokes. Sleep apnea can usually be detected by nearby people, who may notice that the person stops breathing for several seconds while sleeping. One remedy is a snore guard that can be obtained from a dentist, or a person may get one custom-fitted from a variety of eBay sellers. It is a device that is designed to maintain unobstructed airways, which is the primary danger of sleep apnea. These devices are obviously not a cure, but they will work to prevent any immediate risk that is posed by this condition. It is worth noting that those getting proper nutrition and exercise will rarely have sleep apnea. Stroke patients unsurprisingly have a higher than normal level of fibrin in their blood. Fibrin is the blood clotting factor. It is wise to supplement with vitamin E, between 400 and 800 IUs, because it inhibits thrombin, the enzyme that converts fibrinogen to fibrin. This category of patients also has an increased level of infections in their blood, which will be discussed later as a cause of many additional heart problems. The use of hyperbaric oxygen, or pressurized oxygen chambers, has had tremendous success in those who have had a stroke. It is now believed that parts of the brain may not simply die during a stroke, but they can merely become dormant. All of the B vitamins should be provided to a stroke victim because they're essential for good brain health and repair the central nervous system. The oxygenation-enhancing effects of the Budwick therapy, taurine, and NAC in acetylcysteine are also very useful for stroke recovery. Aspirin use increases the risk of a stroke, and contrary to popular belief, it does not decrease the chances of having a heart attack. The studies that showed a reduced heart attack risk used bufferin, an aspirin product that is buffered with magnesium. Magnesium can actually prevent heart attacks, but aspirin without magnesium cannot. Heart disease patients do not suffer from aspirin deficiencies. While heart disease is a term used to describe all forms of circulatory problems, the most common circulatory ailment is coronary heart disease. It is a narrowing of the small blood vessels that supply blood and oxygen to the heart. Coronary heart disease is also referred to as coronary artery disease. In his book, Why Animals Don't Get Heart Disease But People Do, Dr. Matthias Rath wrote, The main cause of cardiovascular disease is the instability and dysfunction of the blood vessel wall caused by chronic vitamin deficiency. This leads to millions of small lesions and cracks in the artery wall, particularly in the coronary arteries. The coronary arteries are mechanically the most stressed arteries because they are squeezed flat from the pumping action of the heart more than 100,000 times per day, similar to a garden hose which is stepped upon. Dr. Matthias Rath worked closely with the late Dr. Linus Pauling. 
They discovered that cardiovascular disease is a slower, less severe form of scurvy. In scurvy, cracks in the vessel walls are deeper, leading to massive internal bleeding. Dr. Linus Pauling labeled atherosclerosis, hardening of the arteries, as a pre-scurvy condition. It was discovered that the arteries actually pump blood too, which is common knowledge in medical circles. This phenomenon is what makes it possible to test one's pulse with a finger pressure test. The pumping action of the arteries is stimulated by the heart. When the heart beats, arteries expand to create a negative vacuum-like pressure to pull blood. When the heart relaxes, the arteries contract, exerting a force that is strong enough to aid in pushing the blood along. Neither alternative medicine nor orthodox medicine understands much about how this works. The big difference is that we admit that we do not fully understand, whereas typical doctors use medical buzzwords to disguise their ignorance. Cracks in the arterial walls are repaired by the body using a sticky protein known as APO and a lipoprotein called LPA. Then, LDL, the bad cholesterol, comes along to help them form the finished repair patch. Due to deficiencies of the antioxidant vitamin C, these fats may oxidize, leading to a hardening of the arteries. Oxidation that is unchecked by vitamins leads to the calcification of the cells. Plaque deposit is the phrase given to the calcification of fats lining the arterial walls, which is the end result of malnutrition-induced oxidation damage. The coronary arteries are the most stressed, and hence they need the most repair. Plaque forms as the inner walls of the arteries oxidize. When the interior of arteries become narrow due to plaque formation, dislodged pieces of plaque can lead to blockages. Blockages may also be caused by traveling blood clots whenever they become wedged inside thick plaque deposits. These blockages are commonly called myocardial infarctions by medical professionals and heart attacks by the rest of us. Within five years of diagnosis of coronary heart disease, 50% of American patients die or are killed by the long-term effects of medical treatments. Diuretics, for example, are the most common medications given for the worst heart problems, but they flush out the B vitamins that a patient's heart desperately needs along with flushing potassium, a deficiency of which may lead to sudden heart failure. To highlight just how moronic this approach is, diuretics stress the kidneys and the rest of the body by chemically forcing a body to purge itself of fluids. In other words, the most popular treatment for severe heart problems is forced chemical dehydration and attacking the kidneys, which has a direct effect upon heart health. Modern lifestyles pave the way for epidemics of heart disease. Most municipal water is contaminated with pharmaceutical drugs, fluoride, BPA, and chlorine. Chlorine-tainted water changes the preferred HDL cholesterol into LDL cholesterol, creates free radicals inside the body that require more antioxidant vitamins to neutralize, and it destroys fatty acids that are needed by the heart. According to the book, Coronaries, Cholesterol, Chlorine, by Dr. Joseph M. Price, chlorination was first suspected of causing heart disease during the Korean War because the men who had canteens with the highest amounts of chlorine also had the greatest damage to their arteries. Physically fit soldiers in their 20s had arteries reminiscent of their 70-year-old grandfathers. Dr. Joseph M. Price wrote the following. Chlorine is the greatest crippler and killer of modern times. While it prevented epidemics of one disease, it was creating another. Two decades ago, after the start of chlorinating our drinking water in 1904, the present epidemic of heart trouble, cancer, and senility began. A massive amount of chlorine is inhaled and absorbed by the skin during a typical shower, and thus a shower filter is strongly recommended. We recommend drinking spring water, or getting a Berkey water filter with the optional fluoride-removing add-ons. Most cooking oils are already oxidized, that is, rancid, before they are even bottled, because of the high heat extraction process. Even otherwise healthy oils become slightly toxic and carcinogenic when they become rancid. It is vital to get cold-pressed oils for this reason. Chemical deodorizers are sometimes added to hide the unpleasant scent of rancidity. Rancid oxidized fats are chemically unstable and provide damaging free radicals. Trans fats cause inflammation that may induce arterial patching. Beware of both trans fats and healthy oils that have been made rancid. Use cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil for low heat cooking and peanut oil for high heat applications. Cold-pressed extra virgin coconut oil is easily the healthiest oil of all for cool recipes, but it breaks down rapidly in heat to become rancid. Pristine coconut oil is an extremely healthy dietary supplement that will help protect the arteries, like other healthy saturated fats will. Trans fats are industrially produced artificial foods, 
They commonly contain aluminum, lead, and cobalt residues as a result of their manufacturing processes. The same biotechnology industry that brought us trans fats has more recently created genetically engineered soy and canola. Both soy and canola oils can be used as pesticides. Soy causes drastic hormone imbalances, which has resulted in the epidemics of hypothyroidism and endometriosis. Soy is toxic in even its organic state, and it has to undergo a fermentation process just to make it safe for human consumption, with very limited results. As a general rule, soy should be considered unsafe for human consumption. The canola plant has no organic variety, because the first canola plant was born in a test tube in the 1970s. The nuclear industry assisted in genetically engineering it. Canola is the Frankenstein spawn of the deadly rapeseed plant. Rapeseed oil was banned in foods for causing heart tumors. Rapeseed's bastard child, canola, is being deceptively marketed as being free of trans fats. The lie is based upon the fact that they only use the test results from before the oil is heated, and flagrantly ignore the test results of heated canola oil. Then, they market canola as the healthiest cooking oil, using cherry-picked test results from only uncooked oil. The biotechnology companies apparently forgot to mention that canola oil becomes a trans fat as soon as it is heated. However, they never forget to place the FDA-approved heart-healthy label on every bottle of canola oil. Canola oil is also marketed as being high in omega-3, but all of the omega-3 becomes rancid and carcinogenic as soon as it is heated. Studies have shown that canola oil can produce heart lesions, particularly when accompanied by a diet that is low in protective saturated fats. It also produces high levels of benzene and formaldehyde when it is heated. So, beware of canola oil, and please help us to get the word out about it. The biotech industry brought us trans fats to ironically save us from heart disease, and it is now bringing us genetically engineered canola and soy, whilst promoting the very same con job. Heavy metals inside the body accumulate, leading to immune system suppression and inflammation throughout the body in increasing amounts with age. Heavy metal toxicity leads to obesity, which in turn leads to even more inflammation and heart stress. Thus, metal extraction through chelation therapy is immensely beneficial for reversing heart disease. All heavy metal cleansing should first begin with a liver cleanse. The liver will need to be at maximum efficiency for additional cleansing to be effective. Allopathic medicine is beginning to believe that renin, the clotting agent in the blood, is the main cause of heart disease. It is trivial to pharmaceutically lower renin levels, just as drugs may reduce cholesterol levels. Both are typically expected to be lifelong treatments, but neither is advisable. The presence of either renin or cholesterol in elevated amounts is a warning that the root problem elsewhere should be dealt with properly. The standard procedures of merely suppressing the symptoms has led to the huge mortality rates, because patients' bodies have become prevented from defending themselves. Symptom suppression for heart medicine is quite a dangerous strategy, but it is nonetheless typical. For instance, cardiac arrhythmia is often caused by severely imbalanced hormones, and it is frequently the result of birth control drug usage. Treating the arrhythmia with more pills can be a deadly cocktail, and masking the symptom could shorten the results in a heart attack, because the real cause was never addressed, namely the other medication. Unfortunately, allopathic medicine tends to negate the significance of symptoms, as if they were just a menace to be suppressed with chemical warfare. But symptoms should always be traced to their root causes, in order to map courses toward life-saving interventions. Some heart attacks occur without warning signs, within people having normal cholesterol levels and blood pressure. Here is how that usually happens. Infections routinely occur in the blood, and a healthy immune system eliminates them without displaying any symptoms. However, if a blood infection is not dealt with rapidly, then the infection becomes more prominent. In such cases, extreme inflammation may be created by the viral waste or by direct arterial attacks, and then the bad cholesterol must provide protective patches over the resulting scarred tissues. Then, the cholesterol patch is covered by a fibrous cap. Macrophage cells then come along, whose job it is to assimilate things that are causing problems, like cholesterol. Eventually, they become too full to function, at which point scientists call them foam cells. These foam cells can die underneath the fibrous cap, forming into something like a boil. Eventually, the boil will burst, and when it does, the body must clean up these bits. The blood cells in the area then form together to form a patch. A poor diet and lifestyle result in excess fibrin in the blood, the clotting factor, which means that it is already thick, 
sticky, and ready to clot. This, in turn, may cause the patch to become much bigger than it should be, allowing it to be dislodged easily from pressure and contractions. When it is dislodged, it floats through the blood supply to possibly arrive at the brain to cause a stroke, or to the heart, causing a heart attack. People experiencing these things may have had no prior symptoms of heart disease. For these victims, the combined effects of their poor lifestyle suddenly come together at once like an avalanche, with no warnings, and the game is over. Homogenized milk is a reason why heart disease is the number one killer in America, and we suspect that it could actually be the main cause. Homogenization causes the fat in milk to be broken into such tiny particles that the milk does not separate from its cream. These particles are so unnaturally small that they are absorbed directly into the bloodstream without proper digestion. Those undigested fat particles stress the immune system greatly and cause extreme inflammation. There is an enzyme in cow's milk that becomes dangerous when it is industrially homogenized that is called xanthine oxidase, or simply XO. This enzyme is used by young calves to aid in digestion, but it causes cardiovascular disease in humans when it is altered by homogenization. With raw or even pasteurized milk, cream-lined milk, this toxic substance is not absorbed by the human body. Prior to homogenization, the offensive enzyme was always chemically bound inside milk fats, which were too large to enter into the human bloodstream. The natural particle size of fats inside unadulterated cow's milk acts as a shield to protect humans from the milk's xanthine oxidase. Homogenized milk should always be avoided, but if complete avoidance is not an option, then some of its negative effects can be neutralized with folate supplements or folic acid supplements. Folic acid is inferior to folate for supplementation purposes. Be advised that homogenized fats will still be damaging to the heart, even if the arteries are somewhat shielded from the xanthine oxidase. Kurt Oster, M.D., and Donald Ross, Ph.D., wrote The Exofactor. In The Exofactor is written, quote, Bovine milk xanthine oxidase, or BMXO, may be absorbed and may enter the cardiovascular system. People with clinical signs of atherosclerosis have greater quantities of BMXO antibodies. BMXO antibodies are found in greater quantities in those patients who consume the largest volumes of homogenized milk and milk products. Unquote. No person, especially a heart patient, should ever consume high fructose corn syrup. It is one of the most damaging ingredients that a person can consume. It is present in a wide variety of processed foods and all major brands of soft drinks. It has long been implicated in causing heart disease and obesity. More recently, it has been tied to diabetes, dementia, and metabolic disorders. High fructose corn syrup is frequently made from genetically engineered corn, and the resultant chemically and genetically altered fructose produces scar tissue inside the arteries. In contrast, natural fructose that is metabolized by the body, such as fructose derived from fruits, does not have any known harmful effects. The arterial scarring caused by high fructose corn syrup becomes a permanent hindrance to the cardiovascular system. It is vital for anyone with any health problem, particularly heart disease, cancer, or diabetes, to avoid high fructose corn syrup completely. Refined sugars cause inflammation in the body. The harmful sugars are those that have been bleached white, or which go through intensive industrial processing, such as high fructose corn syrup and common bleached sugar, also known as table sugar. These sugars cause inflammation, which damage the arterial walls, requiring the body to produce cholesterol to repair them. An excess of these sugars causes both inflammation and oxygen starvation at the cellular level. This makes a person much more likely to acquire diabetes and cancer. Refined sugars also disrupt intestinal flora, which is a beneficial bacteria that is necessary for the absorption of nutrients from foods. When flora is damaged by toxic sugars, people become malnourished because they can no longer properly absorb nutrients, even from nutrient-dense foods. The same problems come from carbohydrates, which convert into sugars inside the body. As is the case with sugars, what makes carbohydrates especially dangerous is being over-processed and bleached. So, whole-grain carbohydrates are significantly healthier and significantly less inflammatory. This rule also applies to rice, so whole-grain brown rice is much preferred over bleached, processed white rice. We would like to add a special warning about purchasing whole wheat bread because we have found that the ingredients in whole grain breads tend to be significantly worse than the white breads. So the only safe bread is homemade bread, which is preferably whole wheat. 
Healthy sugars, such as those found naturally in fruits, honey, and evaporated cane juice, do not contribute to inflammation, and they do not damage the intestinal flora. If a powdered sugar is needed for cooking, choose one whose only ingredient is evaporated cane juice. It should have a beige to brown color, as any natural sugar would. As shown, there are many causes for heart disease, but it always comes back to what we eat and drink. Congenital heart failure is present at birth, but it too can always be traced back to a malnourished mother, pharmaceuticals taken during pregnancy, or nutrient-depleting toxins inside the mother. The longer that a person has had heart disease and hardening of the arteries, the harder it is to reverse. In some cases, the damage will be too severe to completely cure, but stopping the progression and reversing it partially is possible in even the worst cases. Perform a heavy metal cleanse. Those with heart disease generally have a history of heavy metal toxicity, and the difference that a heavy metal cleanse makes can be dramatic. As noted earlier, always begin with a thorough liver cleanse. When heavy metals are removed, the body can properly create nitric oxide. Nitric oxide allows vessels to expand and contract, and it allows greater oxygen into the cells. Toxic iron accumulation inside the blood is a problem specific to men. Therefore, adult males should never use supplements containing iron. Men develop an excess of iron in their bodies because of male hormones, and because the male body will not remove excess iron without proper nutritional augmentation. The typical resultant iron excess in males is believed to be one of the main reasons why men die younger than women. The bodies of females of childbearing age flush excess iron through their menstrual process, which acts as a natural bloodletting process. Women lose iron through their menstrual bleeding, and their remaining iron reserves are then used to produce replacement blood. Donating blood is the quickest and easiest way for a man to reduce his iron levels, and it may therefore save two lives. A study has shown that men who give blood have a 30% reduced risk of heart disease as a result. Dr. Linus Pauling discovered that resveratrol, found in grape skins, aids in the removal of iron. Resveratrol can also directly reverse plaque deposits. A study by the University of Wisconsin found that when people with coronary artery disease drank 20 fluid ounces of purple grape juice for just two weeks, their blood vessels became noticeably more elastic and both platelet aggregation and the LDL oxidation decreased. Due to its resveratrol content, wine usage has been labeled as one of the primary reasons for France's low rates of heart disease. And perhaps the greatest irony herein, salt is needed to reverse heart disease. Natural salts are needed because of the trace minerals that they contain, which are not attainable by any other means. We recommend that readers replace all table salt with unbleached sea salt. Do not buy the fake sea salts from regular grocery stores, because they are just as refined as table salts, and are thereby counterproductive. True sea salt should never be a bright white color. Always avoid salts that are. Use unrefined, non-adulterated, mineral-rich sea salt that can be purchased online or from a health food store. Small amounts of natural sea salt should be added to home-cooked meals as a healthy and flavor-enhancing supplement. Be cautious about adding it to foods that are already salted, however. The human body can create new arteries when its old arteries become clogged, but it needs copper to be able to accomplish this. Oral supplementation with copper is dangerous because it quickly becomes toxic with an overdose, and it takes only a tiny amount to overdose. Excessive amounts are known to cause severe organ damage, especially to the kidneys and liver. Therefore, we discourage people from orally consuming any man-made copper solutions, such as colloidal copper or copper hydroxide. For the sake of safety, Copper should only be supplemented by way of the following nutritional methods. Natural sea salts contain safe amounts of natural copper and important trace minerals. For even more safe copper, a heart patient may supplement with chlorophyll extract, which will have the additional benefits of increasing the number of red blood cells, increasing blood oxygenation, protecting against radiation, and neutralizing benzene compounds. Chlorophyll is the dark green coloring of plants and vegetables but it can be purchased in a concentrated extract for supplementation, which is a recommended supplement for all heart disease patients. In moderation, chlorophyll safely gets large amounts of copper into the human body. Avoid all processed foods. They contain excessive amounts of sodium from dangerous sources, such as monosodium glutamate. MSG is especially dangerous to the heart because it neutralizes taurine, which is necessary for pulse regulation. Monosodium glutamate intake, in combination with deficiencies of both magnesium and taurine, can make MSG deadly. This combination is the cause of many unexplained heart attacks in otherwise healthy people, 
including young athletes in their prime years, whose only mistake was that last meal at KFC. Two-time Nobel Prize winner Dr. Linus Pauling recommended two grams daily of vitamin C for everyone, and five to six grams for those suffering from any kind of heart problems, or for those who are at high risk. He also recommended two to five grams of lysine, or L-lysine. Dr. Matthias Rath, MD, is a leading researcher of heart disease who worked with the late Linus Pauling. He has continued much of Dr. Pauling's work. Dr. Rath explained that the first step in reversing coronary heart disease is nutrition, and people with coronary heart disease are deficient in trace minerals. In particular, vitamin C supplementation is essential. In his book, Why Animals Don't Get Heart Disease But People Do, Rath explained that the only other species to get heart disease is the guinea pig, and is also the only other species that does not internally produce its own vitamin C. Hardening of the arteries is a pre-scurvy condition, and it will occur if not enough vitamin C is available. The two doctors proved that vitamin C also bonds with iron, allowing excess iron to be removed. It suppresses cholesterol oxidation, and it shields the body against so-called free radicals. Niacin, vitamin B3, and pantothenate, vitamin B5, work in conjunction with vitamin C. Niacin protects the arteries and is metabolized in the body from L-tryptophan. L-tryptophan naturally occurs in eggs and meats, but it can also be obtained through supplementation. It is recommended that people avoid time-released niacin because too many people have had bad reactions, including blackouts and hallucinations from the chemical impurities of these pills. Both niacin and L-tryptophan are effective for treating depression, and this again reinforces the connection between emotional and heart health. Vitamin B5 sold as pantothenic acid, works with vitamin C to protect against arterial damage, thus reducing a body's overall need to produce cholesterol. B5 can be found naturally in eggs, peanuts, legumes, and meats. In the 1950s, Dr. Joanna Budwig was reversing heart disease with what is now known as the Budwig Protocol. However, this alternative protocol is much more famous for reversing cancers, and there is a strong connection between the two inflammatory disease states but that connection is too complex to explain in this report. At the core of Dr. Budwig's protocol is a combination of flaxseed oil and a food item that is rich in sulfur proteins. Joanna discovered that the proper absorption of omega-3 into cells requires that it be mixed with sulfur proteins. When properly combined, this solution is best able to penetrate into the deep tissues and the cellular membranes. Flaxseed oil supplies the building blocks for cellular repair, helps dissolve excess cholesterol inside the arteries, balances the high omega-6 concentrations that are found in trans fats and processed foods, increases cellular energy, increases the efficiency of respiration, and it is an overall tonic to general cellular functions. The heart benefits of flaxseed oil, and thus omega-3 supplementation, are now well recognized, even by orthodox medicine. When flaxseed oil is heated or exposed to air for an extended period, it becomes rancid and thereby harmful. So patients should avoid products which contain heated or exposed flaxseed. This often includes cereals, breads, and flour. The companies that sell these products deceptively promote them as being healthier. But ironically, most of the omega oils have been destroyed by the processing, and that any remaining oils have become inflammatory and carcinogenic. The medical establishment has sabotaged alternative medicine's otherwise beneficial Budwig protocol into something harmful. Instead of following the original protocol that uses only flax oil as the source for omega-3 supplementation, the medical establishment instead prescribes fish oil to heart disease patients that has been industrially manufactured by the pharmaceutical industry using high heat and poisonous chemical solvents to extract the oil from fish livers. The livers of fish are where PCBs, heavy metals, and pesticides are stored because such substances are too toxic for their digestive and immune systems to excrete normally. A liver is a body's toxic waste dump, in other words. The high heat and extreme processing that is used to chemically extract the omega oil from the fish livers means that the derived oil is always rancid by the time it reaches the patients, and therefore, this doctor-prescribed medicine actually causes additional heart disease and cancers. Most of the fish that are used to pharmaceutically produce omega oil have high amounts of inflammatory omega-6 and very low amounts of omega-3 because the pharmaceutical industry's fish are farm-raised in unhealthy conditions in Chinese fish farms. Adding an even greater insult to the injury, American patients are charged hundreds of dollars for this impure and carcinogenic version of omega-3 by the medical industry, while the safe and more effective equivalent, Flaxol, can be found cheaply at any health food store. 
Health food stores also sell fish oil, but it too should be avoided in lieu of the superior flex oil options. Coenzyme Q10, or CoQ10, is absolutely essential for recovery from heart disease and heart failure. It can be found in some foods, particularly meats and fish, and it is produced by the body during exercise. While studies have shown great benefits through IV supplementation, oral supplements are unfortunately not well absorbed. Thus, it must be obtained through dietary sources and exercise. CoQ10 is essential for the emulsification of fats. It also lowers the blood pressure and provides an increased chance of survival following cardiac arrest. Research has also found that those with gingivitis have a deficiency of CoQ10. Vegetarians may attempt supplementation, even though absorption will be very low. Nevertheless, even a small amount will be helpful. We strongly recommend that vegans and vegetarians reconsider their unhealthy lifestyle. Japan currently has the lowest rate of heart disease in the world, so it is logical to examine their dietary and medicinal practices in order to adopt them into our own society. The Japanese eat lots of fish and thereby get large amounts of vitamin D, omega-3, and safe iodine. In addition to that, whenever heart disease is diagnosed, L-taurine, or taurine, is a common recommendation by Japanese doctors. Taurine is a natural nutrient, which makes it unpatentable and unprofitable, so it is not approved for medical use in the United States. It can stabilize the heart rate, neutralize MSG, and it helps the body to better regulate potassium, calcium, and sodium in the body. It is known for its ability to protect the kidneys from damage. Taurine supplementation has also been shown to reverse some of the damage caused by smoking, even amongst the smokers who continued smoking during the clinical trials. A 2003 study found that damage caused by chronic smoking can be reversed in as little as 5 days with a dosage of 1.5 grams of taurine. The inner lining of the blood vessels and the diameter of blood vessels returned to normal in the study. It is wise to take anti-inflammatories when attempting to reverse heart disease. As already stated, inflammation is the first step in arterial plaque. Natural anti-inflammatories include devil's claw, vitamin C, MSM, cherry concentrate, and once again, resveratrol. Curcumin, a component of the turmeric spice, is also an anti-inflammatory, and it has the added benefit of reversing some arterial plaque. Never underestimate the benefits of culinary spices, which are sometimes referred to as herbal medicine. Cayenne pepper is absolutely vital to people with heart problems. It aids circulation, stabilizes blood pressure, and it can actually stop a heart attack in its tracks. Seriously. Remember this, because cayenne pepper can save a life. This is especially true whenever it is mixed with taurine. The suffering patient may need to hold them in his mouth for fastest results. During a heart attack, nobody ever complains that something tastes too spicy. Cayenne pepper is even good for painless weight loss. It can be conveniently supplemented in a pill form that is available from health food stores. We recommend that everyone with heart problems supplement with cayenne or to put it into a tea daily. Dr. David Christopher has been labeled Dr. Cayenne for his endless promotion of this spice. Another reason for excess calcification inside the arterial walls is an excess of blood-borne wasted calcium, which is typical in Western nations. Vitamin D is critically needed for a body to make proper use of its calcium so that it does not simply get dumped onto the artery inner walls. A large portion of people are not able to properly assimilate vitamin D supplements, so it is best obtained through sunlight and fish. When purchasing fish, bottom feeders should be avoided because of their heavy metal content. Farm-raised fish have the wrong omega ratio, along with various other toxicities from chemicals, hormones, and antibiotics. Americans should carefully read the packaging for fish, because much of America's fish is coming from China now. Fish will typically cause more harm than good if they're not wild-caught. With the exception of the bottom feeders, most wild-caught fish will have enough selenium in them to counteract any metals found within them. Magnesium is vital, but supplementing with it can be risky. Too much magnesium will cause other nutrients to be flushed out of the body. Thus, magnesium is best obtained from green leafy vegetables. Magnesium steadies the blood pressure and aids in the absorption of potassium, which likewise regulates the heart rhythm. Migraine headaches are a common symptom of people who are deficient in magnesium. It is important that you reduce or eliminate nicotine in cases of severe heart problems. Nicotine, along with alcohol, caffeine, and a host of pharmaceuticals, interferes with the absorption of key nutrients, which are vital for recovery. If you must smoke, Ensure that you are making your own cigarettes with organic tobaccos 
and a rolling machine, or else you'll be inhaling a host of chemicals, including, but not limited to, carpet glue. Modern cigarettes have intentionally been made much more harmful than they need to be by the chemical industry, and they are fertilized with radioactive fertilizers. Indian tobacco can help eliminate a large number of addictions, including nicotine, and it can also help to clean the lungs. Nuts lower the heart disease risk because they contain alpha-linolenic acid, LNA. LNA is an omega-3 fatty acid. Countries with the most LNA in their diets also have the lowest risk of heart disease. Walnuts and cashews are the most nutritious nuts available. Peanuts contain the least amount of nutrients and are likely to have pesticide residues. Ginkgo biloba improves circulation, and it reduces cholesterol concentrations in the arterial walls. It also enables the arteries and veins to more fully relax between pumping cycles. The National Institutes of Health reported that ginkgo is very useful for alleviating leg pain that is attributed to blocked arteries. Exercise is essential for preventing heart disease or recovering from it. Not only does exercise allow the body to create its own CoQ10, or coenzyme Q10, but it also creates nitric oxide and L-carnitine. As already stated, nitric oxide allows the vessels to expand and contract at will, and L-carnitine can improve the heart's function. We recommend finding an exercise that you can enjoy, and if possible, do it with others. Remember how enjoyable exercise was when you were a child, and attempt to make it that way again. Let us not forget that positive emotions are vital to heart health. Jogging on a treadmill is a chore, and it can even be a humiliating, demeaning experience. Grapefruit pectin is available in supplement form. It reverses arterial plaque, reduces cholesterol, and widens the arteries. While it is not a vital supplement, we would nevertheless recommend it to anyone with chronic heart problems. Due to the importance of nutrition, we recommend that people try a juice fast for about two weeks when they are strong enough. Juicing is the process of mixing fruits and vegetables together in a blender or juicer, and then using the extracted juices as a food source. We recognize that many people will require a source of pure protein each day, such as organic eggs, to be able to continue with their normal lives uninterrupted. The fasting procedure should vary depending on each person's needs, so a little bit of common sense is required. Some people have an ectomorphic body type. This means that they tend to remain thin regardless of what they do or eat, and they tend to need very little food to give them energy. Therefore, juice fasting for two weeks is easy for these people because they were designed for high efficiency. On the other hand, some people would need to supplement any juice fast with protein regularly. Muscular types with a mesomorphic body type were designed for raw power. They need some high-calorie foods just to stay alert and healthy. Throughout this report, we resisted the temptation to rant about the current state of cardiac medicine, if it indeed can be reasonably called medicine. We began by citing that the medical industry's own statistics prove that standard medicine for cardiac issues is the single biggest failure of orthodox medicine. Now, we end this report with an honest commentary about our well-earned biases against the status quo. Sometimes, emergency medical personnel save lives with emergency medicine, but this is the best that orthodox medicine can do. They fail at everything else. And this is partly because effective therapies are illegal. All approved therapies must be drug-based, which means that all of the successful nutritional therapies to what is a very nutritional problem are forbidden to all doctors who wish to remain licensed to practice medicine. The consequence is that it is actually illegal for any licensed doctor to cure or to successfully mitigate heart disease, since successful and natural therapies are not approved by medical regulators. If you receive the standard long-term treatments, or chemical symptom suppression for heart conditions, or the establishment's supposedly preventative treatments, which usually do the opposite of what they are presented to do, then you will die of either heart disease, or you will die of the treatments themselves. It is equally likely that you will die of complications caused by the medications, such as the development of a cancer, or liver failure, or diabetes. They call it scientific progress. Heart disease is not truly normal, natural, and it is not genetic. The only thing that is genetic about our cardiac catastrophe is that lifestyles and eating habits are inherited by children. At the core of the problems are ignorance and irresponsibility that span generations. In a sense, these are the genetic components of heart disease, but the problem has never been God's engineering. Heart disease takes lots of work to reverse, but it is more or less curable in most cases, regardless of what a doctor tells you. Remember that it took years to get yourself into this state of ill health, and it may take a long time to get yourself out of it. Do not disregard the importance of emotional and spiritual health, 
because these things have a major impact upon the heart, and a full recovery may not be possible without them. When we use the term spiritual health, we are referring to real spirituality, such as forming a personal relationship with our Creator, not the type of empty ritualism like that which is practiced by yoga practitioners or the paganistic earth worship that has become prevalent in the alternative health movement. We're ending this with a list of symptoms that will occur in the case of an actual heart attack. It's also worth noting that if you are or someone that you know is experiencing a heart attack, always call for an ambulance first before attempting cayenne or taurine or anything else. The fact is that mainstream medicine does emergency medicine best. So in an actual heart attack, you do want to get yourself to them as soon as possible. You can deal with the long-term chronic heart problems later, but you need to make sure that you survive. That's the most important thing. Here are the symptoms. Discomfort, pressure, heaviness, or pain in the chest, arm, or below the breastbone. Discomfort radiating to the back, jaw, throat, or arm, especially the left arm. Fullness, indigestion, or choking feeling. It may feel like heartburn. Sweating, nausea, vomiting, or dizziness. Extreme weakness, anxiety, or shortness of breath. Rapid or irregular heartbeat. Now that we're at the end, we would like to thank some people for their research that contributed to this report. We would like to specifically thank Wellness Directory of Minnesota for its priceless research and for creating the book Bypassing Bypass. Their work was the largest inspiration behind this report. They have the only other alternative medicine source of information on the internet that shares our journalistic ethics of verifiability, credibility, peer review, transparency, proper attribution, investigative journalism, guts, and most importantly, first do no harm. God bless them, because God knows that we need many more people like them. We are also grateful for the decades of pioneering research by Dr. Linus Pauling, Dr. Matthias Rath, Dr. Mary Enig, Dr. J. M. Price, Dr. Gary Gordon, Dr. Joanna Budwick, the Western A. Price Foundation, Dr. Bruce West, the U.S. National Institutes of Health, and probably several more who we forgot. You forgot to mention Thomas Coyer, Sarah. Go ahead, say Thomas Coyer. And Thomas Coyer. Yes. We want to glorify me for my pioneering work, of course. <laughs> don't we? And my humility. And your humility, most of all. My, my Yes, my overbearing humility that... Never ceases. Never ceases. <laughs> okay. Well, if you liked the show, and we both hope that you did, you can find more shows on our audio archive. You can visit our website. It's healthwise.org. Remember that wise is spelled W-Y-Z-E, which is to put emphasis on the wisdom. So again, that's healthwise.org. On our top menu, there's a link to the audio archive. And then you'll find all of our shows that you can listen to from start to finish. We have a lot of them. You can also visit our online store or donate. We certainly appreciate it whenever you can. And there are ways that you can support us without giving us any money. You can tell your friends and family about us. We don't have a marketing staff. We really do rely on you to spread the word. You can list us in your email signature so that there's a link to us on every email that you send. You can link to us on your website or your blog. You can sign up to our mailing list and you can start discussions there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you can help out. We send out an email whenever we put out an article or we publish a new show. So if you want to be updated, that's a good way to get updated. Also, if anybody needs us, if you need to speak to us about any health issue or anything else, you can always go to the Contact Us page on our website and you can send us an email or you can call us. We do actually answer the phone. People are really shocked when they find out that we do, but we are actually here. We're human. Well, I guess that's about it, Thomas. Toodaloo. Bye.